And welcome to the Armchair Sports, guys. It is me, G.J. Mitchell, and where the hell is my remote for the TV? <laughs> there we Good go. Good start. Wow, this is, you know, I, I keep telling everybody this is the best way to start a show is just always, just always. Waste of a human being. I guess my, yep, there we go. I was going to say, that sounded weird for a second. Picked out for a bit. See, this is the Armchair Sports, guys, basically in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. We are... We are. It's GJ Mitchell here, Sean Farhadi. I can't. What a mess. What an absolute disaster. This yeah, you had, a, you had a long night last night, huh, Bob? Dude, oh, man. Not only that, struggling I had a long this morning. Night, just a full on struggle bus. Like, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what continent we are living in and what times we're living in right now. So, Sean, how are you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, man. I'm doing a lot better than you are. Apparently so. I woke up. I woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you oh, yeah. did. Yeah, I, uh, I had a little bit of a cold yesterday, so I went to bed nice and early. I woke up yeah. feeling good today. Excellent, excellent. You, uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, with you not feeling so great yesterday, I think I might know exactly what you're going to be doing later on today, which is what we're going to come and talk <laughs> about later in the show. Uh, full-on snooze fest. Today is like the, this this week, and, and I, I, I'm going to go in a little tangent, but uh, – there's a reason why I love the springtime so much for sports. Cause there's just so many cool things. Like you had all the March madness, you know, the last couple of weeks. So you've had like lazy days, lazy Saturdays and Sundays watching tournament basketball, right? This week, oh, yeah. that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the masters, like just tournament golf. That's just like the a tradition. Unlike any other. It's beautiful. So we're going to talk a little masters, obviously uh, the red Sox first place, my ass, uh, Joe Musgrave, Musgrove, uh, his no-no in the connection to the Red Sox there. Uh, the Bruins, let's fucking go. Let's do something. Like, I, I like the energy. I like the, the, the grit and balls on his team-ish. We'll address some of those. Like I said, obviously, the Masters and our Jackass of the Week segment, segment our favorite way to end our Saturday show. Uh, if you want to be a part of the broadcast, make sure you click on the link and with your phone. And you will be able to get a hold of us and dial right in. Follow us on all socials, the Facebook uh, at the Armchair Sports Guys, Instagram at the Armchair Sports Guys, uh, Twitter at Armchair Sports Guys, and TikTok at the Armchair Sports Guys. Send us an email. Uh, or you can even hit us up on Messenger if you want, you know, uh, on Facebook Messenger. But if you want to send us an email, it's the Armchair Sports Guys at gmail.com. Uh, let's get right into this uh, Red Sox and get the show normally how it would have started on a Saturday, except your host <laughs> here is just a complete and total disaster today. Uh, Sean woke up feeling dangerous. I woke up feeling dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what it is. I couldn't tell you, but I am not a smart man right now. Uh, but what is smart is watching Red Sox baseball. And I will tell you, and Sean, I'll tell you because... You know, I've been busting your balls and you've been Here busting mine about this Sox team. I've been waiting for this. I've watched most every game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, I was listening to the home opener and watching something else uh, for the Orioles on Thursday. Uh, but I'll definitely be watching tonight and tomorrow. I mean, obviously, you know, with the Masters and whatnot for tomorrow, I'll be either. Flipping back and forth. Yeah, double, uh, you know, double it up on the TV screen or flipping back and forth or 
putting the game on the radio and which is I love to still do, you know, put a game on a radio, something about that, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Joe Castiglione here. Exactly. This this inning is brought to you by Shaw's. <laughs> so true though. So true. Hey, but yeah, it's good, man. I love listening on the radio too. But like, at least I mean, it gives you it gives you a chance to watch the TV. Watch yeah, I mean it's a little rough right now because they're not calling the games from the park. Yeah. So every now and then you, you get a little bit of a like, what the hell just happened? And they yeah, everybody they kind of have to backtrack and uh and explain it to you too. But it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's we're lucky around here. We got good good broadcasters on TV and radio. Yeah, I said this before. We might be one of the best uh best oh, places for broadcasting a, a, like through across all four sports right, and for right. for years. Oh yeah, years. for sure. It's been like that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and, and and I see it because I mean, you'll you'll see there's there's some broadcasters that are good for like one sport. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They have this legendary gets ultra right. legendary guy. You know, like Harry Carey. You know, a legend. Yeah. But what do they have for the other sports? Right. They have somebody that you know. We seem to have it across the board. That's why I live in Boston. If you're a Boston sports fan, it's the balls. Um, but Red Sox. Uh, Nice little four-game uh, winning streak there. You beat Tampa. Uh, I know people are saying a team you shouldn't beat, but I disagree with that. Um, I think Tampa's gotten progressively worse. Oh, yeah, they're definitely worse you know than they I mean? were the last with, year. That's a team you should staff. beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They still have good players, but, I mean, it's they're not they're not anywhere near the uh, World Series team they had last year. I don't, I don't think, at least. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think Tampa's a team that they should beat and that they need to beat because they're in the same division as them. So the more games you beat Tampa and Baltimore in the beginning of the season, better off you're going to be because it's only going to get harder. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent on that. Um, and, and I, I know everybody's saying, Oh, you should have beaten Baltimore, you know, during that homestand, the first homestand. It's like, okay, yeah, fine. You should have, but Baltimore's going to be a pretty good team. I, yeah. I, they got I, a lot I, of young guys that are up and coming and uh, you know, they're, they're a few pieces away. I mean, they got a lot of work to do in the, with their pitching staff and but i mean matt harvey is a good addition a guy late in his career that can still throw pretty well um i mean they're not they're not as bad as they usually are i mean they're they're not the baltimore of three four years ago but i mean they still got a lot of dead weight they can get rid of on that team but they're they're working on it i mean they're they're going in the right direction at least yeah no i i yes again i i couldn't agree more with that but uh and that's who again that's who they face again so again uh with the with this series on the weekend, it's kind of weird because you've got, you know, Baltimore's home opener on Thursday and you get your day off yesterday. They'll have the date, uh, the game today and then uh, tomorrow for the matinee. So it is kind of weird. I mean, that does happen in the beginning couple of weeks of the season, you know, where teams got their home openers and all that shit happens. So right. a little weird, but, you know, I don't think it's going to stop their momentum. I mean, the only thing I'm really worried about is tonight's pitching matchup. Mm. You got Zimmerman, um, you know, who is from there. He's, you know, uh, grew up being an Orioles fan. He's kind of like the, the, I don't want to say their big gun, but he's like their guy that they, you know, the, the team loves the, the fans love against the, the mustachio weirdo, uh, Garrett Richards, uh, who yeah, he did look bad his second time out. First time out was a disaster, but yeah, you know, but like the last, like the last six starts, he's only gone like two and a yeah, half, and that's third. And that's the, like, that's kind of what I yeah. what I was gonna get at with this with this Red Sox team. I mean, obviously, right now they're plus eight in the run differential, so they're scoring more runs than the people than their opponents. But their whole season is gonna hinge on this starting pitching. Um, guys that that can go five plus innings, go get into the six, like Gavaldi did the other night, get into the seventh. 
save that bullpen from having to throw four or five innings, you know, uh, that's going to be, this team is going to go as their starting pitching goes, I think, because the offense is going to be there. You can see that. I mean, they're capable of putting runs up in numbers pretty quickly. So it's got, I think it's going to be, if they can keep a healthy five-man rotation, and now that Eduardo Rodriguez is back, if he can kind of slot back into that ace role and, you know, like two years ago, pitch 34, have 34 starts, go over 200 innings, uh, kind of be that workhorse for them. That'll be nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think just obviously like the first three games, we were like, oh boy, what did we, what did we get into here? But I mean, that four game winning streak and they've looked good. They've dominated most of those games and um, it looks like they're really clicking together as a team. I know there was a lot, a lot of new faces in this, in this lineup, a lot of new faces in the locker room. So obviously those, that first opening weekend, maybe, you know, still trying to iron out some of the bugs, whatever. Uh, but right now it looks like, man, they're, they're all having fun. They're clicking and it looks like they're going to just keep it rolling. Hopefully at least. Yeah. And like I, I said, starting pitching. Yeah. As long as that holds up, they should be pretty good. I, so I agree. I think, I think a, a lot of this all hinges on the, uh, the, the pitching performance um, for, for the Red Sox, uh, both in the front end rotation, you know, uh, and the starters, I really think that they need to, you know, to bolster that part of the road. They could they could get away with the roster they have as far as the the hitters go, if they could really bolster their pitching. Because I, I mean, Devers is going to get his, Xander's going to get his, JD Martinez is off to a hot start. Yeah, he's on fire. Uh, right Christian now. Christian Vasquez is off to a hot start as well, uh, but everybody else seems to be teetering. Uh, I mean, Xander Bogarts is higher than normal, but I mean, that sometimes, ha- I mean, same with Martinez and Vasquez, but they're just vastly higher. I mean, they're hitting 433 and 458, you know what I mean? So it's, of course, it's like, you know, you, you go, you go seven for 11 and you know, you're, you're, you're up there, you know, you're know I mean? sitting pretty. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be like that after the end of the, the month or, you know, the middle of May, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this team could hit if they could do something with their bullpen. Um, and something on the back end, I mean, on the front end, and get a starter because I think you're gonna need it. Oh uh, yeah, any anytime you can get more starting depth, that's gonna be good for them anyway. But right, um, but I I I like what I've seen. I'm not in love with uh, this team by any stretch, but better than you expected, I think. Yeah, no, I mean I it's still a small sample size, I, but honestly, honestly, they bounced no. back in a big way from that first opening series. So yeah, gotta give them a little credit. No, no, no. I will give them a credit. They did bounce back, right? But what I'm gonna say is, I I expected them to be two and five, three and four, four and three. I wouldn't have said five and two. Uh, four and three would have been the best record I would have given them. So I'm I would have been I more pessimistically. I probably would have said like two and five, a three and four, but. If I said three and four, they're four and three. So you know, it's it's right, you're right there anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just there's a lot of things that this team I think can be good and scrappy. Right, and, and I think I that's what their it, identity is going to end up being. And that's the thing is that I, I have, I've always, I, I've always, uh, uh, you know, thought of these, you know, mentioned these guys as like the Celtics, right? Positionless players, a positionless team, right? The only fear that I have is it going to be like the Celtics or, or even, you know, prove my point a little further, be like the Indiana Pacers, you know, like, yeah, you've got a really good scrappy team. You're going to win 80 games, 85 games. Maybe you could squeak out six, 86 or whatever. You can be right there for the playoffs and you're just not going to make it. Or you're going to be right there in the playoffs and you make it and then you get your ass kicked in the first round. 
Like, I, I don't, I don't see this team, you know, doing, and I think that they have to stay almost this hot. And I know they lost the first series and have won the second one. And now, you know, have at least beaten Baltimore, uh, you know, for the first game of this series, but it's like, you're going to have to play wicked good from start to finish all season long, just to give yourself a chance to do something. And I, I'm nervous about that because if this team goes on a slide, if this team starts dipping the way we all know they're going to, I mean, that's the ebbs and flows of baseball. But if they start dipping to where they can't get out of that slide for uh, 10 games, 15, 17 games, if they've lost like 10 of 17 or 18 of the last 22, I just think that's going to be disastrous. And that could happen any moment with this team because you don't have the pitching. I mean, like I said, you you know, I, I'm more nervous about, you know, Garrett Richards on the mound than I am this 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 lineup. So if you keep having a guy like this come in and give up a 27, he's got a 27 ERA. Well, that's because he got what? tagged in his I first know. outing. I know, but I mean, if you keep, yeah, but, but this has been a consistent thing the last couple outings he's gone on. He's been tattooed, only gone two and a third, two and two thirds or, or whatnot. So, like, this team's going to have to play out of their mind and be scrappy and determined all year, which is great, but that's not conducive to the type of baseball that's effective. And I just, I don't see this team being good enough with the bats to take. That's what Alex Cora is for, Bob. Yeah, but even then, Alex Cora is good as I think he is, and I, and I, and I, I believe he can be. I'm just really, really not sure if uh, if he can pull out that type of job to get these guys to the ninety to the eight, to the nineties for win total, um, which would give you a really good chance at a playoff, at a good playoff position, and a good playoff run. I just, I mean, they, they. Well, you know, I think we just gotta wait and see on that. It's only been seven games. I like what I see right now. It looks like they're really gelling as a team now. I mean. Obviously, the first three games, they looked pretty miserable. And it didn't yeah. look like anybody really uh, – it kind of looked like they got caught off guard, like they were caught with their pants down for the first series. Um, but, I mean, it looks like now they're clicking. You know, I, and I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve because, like you said, they do have so many guys that play so many positions. So kind of figuring out who's, who's the best where and what makes more sense for the team to have this guy here or, or playing in a different position. So – I think they're still ironing out, ironing out some of the details, you know, working out the kinks. But, I mean, it's encouraging to see. I mean, they've scored nine runs in a couple games in a row. Um, they're hitting a lot of home runs. J.D. Martinez is on fire, and that's a guy that you need to start off hot or he gets in his own head, and then he kind of turtles away. You saw it last year when he didn't have his video replay. He kind of just got in his own head and said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do it this year and shut himself down. So yep. seeing him getting out to a good start is going to be obviously beneficial to the team and beneficial for him to try to build off of that for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, it, 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 to mention Martinez, he's uh, in his 30 at-bats. He's got 15 hits. Uh, two of them are doubles. Two of them are homers with 12. Uh, 12 yeah, RBIs. he's driving the ball pretty well. So He's got two it's walks. That, that's encouraging. Yeah, he's got two walks, six strikeouts. I'm not too crazy about, but I know nobody really counts strikeouts anymore. Yeah, it's um, not really but, a thing, but I mean. But I look at I mean, I look at it because I'm old school like that, but it's like, right. it's like man, this is – 
you gotta like I don't want to. I mean, like what they say, Bobby Dahlbach's gonna be like Pedro Serrano from Major League, right? <laughs> you know, it's either strikeout or it's six thousand feet in the opposite yeah. direction. So it's like that's great, but I don't want a guy who strikes out. Like we used, to, I remember making fun of guys that would like hit. 25 30 bombs but strike out like 240 times and i'm like dude no offense but you're kind of fucking useless to me because a home run yeah. you could be because they only count the number of the home run it's like oh okay home run goes to your home run total what if you hit a home run when you're down like fucking 12 to 2 and you hit a solo shot or even a even a grand slam a grand slam maybe because it could bring life back to the team but you hit a solo shot and you're still down by eight runs and you're like oh well Check that off. That's in the fucking home run column for add another one for old Georgie there. And it's like, dude, that's great. But how about counting the times on the strikeouts when you're down a run, bases are loaded, and it's the bottom of the seventh, and you whiff on three pitches because you just suck. You know what I mean? Hey, like, I don't like, think Bobby. I don't think Bobby. No, Dahl- no, Dahl- I don't. I don't, think, I don't think Bobby Dahlbeck does. And I'm just all he does. Like, he does have a tendency to swing and miss a lot, but I think he. I mean, obviously, dude, the kid's only been in the major leagues for a year, no, uh, no, half I'm a not, year. I'm not 20, saying twenty-six this, games. No, I'm not saying. Well, he's got a lot to work on, but but the, I'm his, not his potential, Bob- I think, his ceiling is high. No, no, I. But I'm not saying this is what Bobby Dahlbeck's going to do. But this is what I've heard, and it's like, yeah, that's great, but. You can, but this team seems to be, and again, because of the the way the cyber the the, the saber metrics is done, it's the three truest outcomes: uh, a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. You know, those are the three truest outcomes because of the balls in play. That's too random for the nerds. So, I mean, if this kid, that's what he does. That you know, you get a bunch of guys like this on the team, and there are a couple of guys that are like that. You get them on that slide. That could be a disaster. Again, they look good. Uh, I mean, Dahlbeck's not hitting great. He's only hitting 111. Uh, you know, Christian Arroyo and, and Enrique Hernandez are hitting below the Mendoza line, but uh, same with Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he's but, struggled. That's but, that's a surprise to me. I mean, I think yeah. he would be a little more solid coming out of the gate, but I think he'll turn it around too. He's a good player. He just yep. – and he plays hard. You know, he's like a Pedroia – he's got the Pedroia motor in him. He's like that style of player. But, yeah, coming out of the gate, he's off to a slow start for sure. I that surprises me a little bit, but yeah, it surprises me as well. Um, but you know, I, I we'll see, we'll see again. They got a game tonight and then the uh, the matinee on um, on Sunday, but um, some cool, I, I, I don't know, I maybe it's me and and I, I'm Sean, I'm, I'm guessing you kind of feel the same way. With all the stupid feats and the things that can happen to you, like no hitters and perfect games are, are pretty fucking cool to see or to be like, no, sh-. I mean, I know it's, or it could be, I mean, Pedro Martinez doesn't have a perfect game or no, no, it's one of the best pitchers ever yeah. to play the game. He almost did. You know, he took a, he took a perfect game into the 10th inning once. Yeah. Right. Or no but, hitter. I forget exactly. No hitter. I think it was yep. a no hitter. Yeah. But then you could have like some, you know, jackass, you know, uh, perfect example, Clay Buckholtz. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That guy throw and he throws it in like his first career start at Fenway or for you know yeah, second career first game first versus career. Yeah, it's like yeah, guy throw or, or a Hideki Nomo. Like what? Oh, what? <laughs> Pedro Martinez doesn't have one. Who who are you again? You know what's <laughs> uh, what was the, the the line from Conor McGregor? Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> like who? So yesterday, though, uh, really cool Joe Musgrove uh, for the San Diego Padres, the fathers out in the West Coast, throws a no-hitter. Um, Sean, I know you were watching a little bit of that. Um, 
what was like was it sounded like the the place was electric and i didn't know that they were yeah that padres team is is good man i love they got a lot of i mean they spent a ton of money on guys the last couple of off seasons but dude they're gonna be I know, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I know the Dodgers are stacked too, but the Padres out there are, are no slouch of a team. And this kid was dealing, man. Ten strikeouts would have been a perfect game, but he hit a guy. Oh. The only guy that reached base was about on a hit-by-pitch. So he, he pitched a gem, man. He And he's he was dominant. And you, like you said, you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? But, hey, every now and then, you know, a guy has the best stuff that he's ever had and takes advantage of it. I mean, he ten strikeouts, I, I, like I said, I mean – didn't really was never really seemed like anything faced him. He was never in trouble, never just worked efficiently and got the outs and it game went by quick. He did enough that he had to, and the defense helped him behind him. That's all you really asked for. But um, I was going to, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about him, but I forget now, but so yeah, yeah you were going to say there's a Red Sox connection. Yeah, him, there's right? a Red Sox connection. Uh, the person who called that game, Don Orsillo. Right, right. I'm a broadcaster of the Boston Red Sox, so there's a Red Sox connection there, uh, which I think is cool. I mean, and he loves – I mean, he calls a good guy. I was sad to see him leave because I think he's a hell of a broadcaster. Um, and it's one of the reasons why, like, if you get the MLB Network or whatever and you want to tune in, just tune in and listen to the Padres games and listen to him call call the game. Yeah, he's, he's so great, man. So good at it. Another thing about Musgrove, uh, batter's face, 28, obviously. First pitch strikes to those batters, 17 out of the 28. So wow. that's, that's tells you a little bit about how he was uh, able to get ahead of hitters and, you know, keep them on their toes. Uh, looking right here, seven, uh, 17, oh no, sorry, 10, 10 ground ball outs, seven fly ball outs, 10 strikeouts. Yeah. So and no walk sting is really what impressed Yeah. I mean, the one hit by pitch, that's yeah. the one, the one outlier there, but yeah, no, no walks, 10 strikeouts. I mean, the guy, the guy pitched a gem first, first uh, no hitter in Padres history, 53 years. Yeah. Joe Musgrove. Yeah. So, you know, anything is possible, kids. Yeah, who knew? And now watch this kid. He's going to go out and be a, a, a absolutely nothing and get shelled. Dang. I'm surprised the nerds let him stay in the game. Well, you know, he only threw, uh, well, I guess he threw 112 pitches, 77 of them for strikes, though. So, I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like he was really laboring out there. True, um, true. He was ahead. I mean, like I said, he got ahead of 17 of the 28 batters he faced. So, very true. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I hey congratulations, Joe Musgrove. Yeah. That is that is hats that, off, I mean, buddy. I, yeah, that is a pretty, pretty that's a great feat, especially yeah. these days. Absolutely, hundred percent. Um, yeah, just I I've, I don't know. I I always like like shit like that. No hitters, perfect games. Oh yeah, it's you know one of the hardest things to do in all of sports. Yeah, no, if not right. the hardest thing to do in all of sports. Yeah, yeah, definitely up there. Yes, yeah, definitely up there. But I just I don't know. I've always I've always thought those things are kind of cool. Yeah, I love it. Um. Speaking of things that are cool, let's talk about the ice. See what I did there, kids? That's cool. Oh, nice transition. Very That's nice. Transition. Smooth. Uh, smooth as ice. Smooth as ice. Ah, see what Sean did there was a double down on a transition. <laughs> <laughs> we call them double downs. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Bruins. Beat the Caps. That was a big Swag win. man, baby. Swayman, the gold. I like this kid. I like him. The stud. S-T-U-D. Stud. Uh, this is got this the... is exactly what you wanted. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck, and I because if you know what it means, you I know what it means down the road. This next part enough. Yes. <laughs> what does it mean down the road? Oh, it means that your boy is going to be gone. The guy that you've loathed for the last I don't know 10, 10 years or so. 
Tuka Rask. Ole, what do you think? Does this... Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> Does this spell the end for Tuka Rask? Seeing how well that Vladar, Vladar, however you say his name, and Swayman yep. have played. I mean, Tuka's in a Tuka's in a contract here, and he's nowhere to be seen. He's been injured for what a month and a half now, almost. Yeah, yeah. So, tried to come back for one game and hurt himself ten minutes into the game. Yep. And so I mean, doesn't seem like he's in any rush to come back. Right no, now. and that's the thing. I think he's perfectly fine with this. He's like, ah, right, now there's no pressure on me. I don't have to worry about anything. And no. that's just how I how I feel like Tuka Rask is mentally. He's yeah. weak mentally. He's a weak yeah. mental and a head case. I mean, I'm sure all goalies are pretty crazy anyway. But we are. Yeah, he. Uh, I think this man. This could be the last uh, the last season you ever hear about Tuka Rask, at least in Boston, in my opinion. Yeah, until he goes to Seattle and he wins them a fucking cup, because that'll be how it happens, right? <laughs> the Kraken. The Kraken. Which, by the way, I think we've talked about this. I I kind of like their logo. I think it's kind of cool. Uh it's okay. I I I like the vibe. I I dig. The yeah, vibe. I, I think they were onto something, but they stopped too early. They could have developed that a little more and got to really where they needed to be with that logo. But hey, they can always change it a couple of years down the road. But you know what they got to do is start winning hockey games first. Doesn't matter what the what the logo you have on your jersey is. That is very. There cool. he is. We are going to be joined shortly by Matt O'Brien. Uh, hey boys, how you doing? What's going on, kid? So I just wanted to get your input on uh, the fact that this Swayman or Swagman guy. So he's playing pretty good, right? But but my question for you, since George, I know you used to be a star goalie for uh, the Lowell Community College JV team. <laughs> what it, What is your input if Tuka Rask were to come back and absolutely just shut the doors down? What do you do with Swayman? Do you keep him up with a big club? Do you sit him down? Oh, thanks, kid, for, for you know, for having lunch with us. But uh, now we got the big dog coming back, so you're going to go uh, back down with the kids? Or do you say, fuck you, Rask? Pardon my French. Sorry about that, Sean. I know you're sensitive. If you say, <laughs> F, if you say F that, F you, Tuca. You're going to sit on the bench, and we're going to let Swagman or Swayman play. What are your thoughts on that, boys? And I'll hang up. Thanks. Appreciate you. Uh, Flash, I'm not hanging up. <laughs> that was my best Boston accent, by the way. <laughs> you want my opinion on that? I tell I tell Tuca to ride some pine. You're like, dude, you're not, you, you cannot dictate, and you're not going to tell me how, how and when you're going to play this game. That's my job as the coach. And, uh, you know, and, and GM and whatnot of the organization. So if you're not going to be here for your teammates when they need you, when we don't need you and you are here, you're going to be on the pine. You're going to be sitting down and you're not going to be um, playing. But no. George is hurt. No, he's hurt. He's not. He's not. Take, he's not playing golf at no, I know. Uh, no, Wollaston I know. Country Club in Milton, Mass. <laughs> He's, I know he's, he's not. He's I'm hurt. Just, I'm, I know he's not. I'm just saying, if he came, if he were to come back and be healthy, he's still sitting his ass on the bench. Sorry. I disagree. Well, if you have a sore throat and you can't do the show for four weeks in a row and Sean and I absolutely just smash it, I'll remember what your thoughts were on Tuca and say, you can ride some pine now, George. <laughs> I think, I mean, the way that I see it is you're paying this guy $7 million this season. So if he comes back healthy... 
he has to be your starter. He's the guy with the most experience. He's the guy that your whole team rallies around. I mean, they don't. Thank none of you. these guys even do knew who know? Swayman. None of these do guys they, even knew who Swayman was coming into this season. Do they? Yeah, rally he's come up him? and he's done a great job, but it's been two games. So you know, or three games, whatever it's been now. But I mean, Tuca is your is your starting goalie. If he comes back healthy, you put him in net. That's the guy you ride to the end. And you know what? You you got lucky. You got to see what you have coming through the pipe. You have two guys that are capable of playing goalie. But you know what? That doesn't mean you dump your franchise goaltender because you have two guys that are coming up from the minors that look pretty good in three games or two starts, whatever they have between the two of them. You know, it's yep. too good. That's your franchise goal. You pay him seven million dollars a year for a reason. And if he's back healthy, he has to be in net. No questions asked. You know what you do? You send Swayman back down. You say, kid, we appreciate what you're doing. Keep working your ass off and you'll be here someday. Probably next year, because you know what? They're not going to pay Tuka Rask another $7 million, but until they get out from under that price tag, they're going to have to play the guy. You don't you don't sit a $7 million goalie on the bench. Yep, I do. See, I feel like giving Sean like a master's or a doctorate after that, you know, three or four paragraphs that he just said. GJ, how the hell can you not see what Sean just said? How the hell can you not see that? You're going you're gonna to ride, ride. This is why I hate you. <laughs> you're gonna ride and i mean that in a sports broadcasting term and you know concept you're i know gonna ride the weight right. of the boston bruins franchise on a 22 year old dude you are riding this you're you are the gm of the 49ers you are you judged jimmy g on four games he went what three and one and you're paying him 27 million dollars and you are biting yourself in the ass because you made that deal you are the worst GM ever, George. You're going to, like, oh, we got this guy swimming. He, he's, he's played two games, two games, and he's been unbelievable. I mean, oh, my God, his tits are just perfect. Like, <laughs> screw, dude. Let me know after fucking 50 games how this kid's doing. Okay. And well, yet, I, dude, George I, wants to start him. George I, wants to adopt him. And, well, no, you, know, right. you don't want to burn him out too early either. You're going to ride this kid for the rest of the season when he has no – NHL experience. You don't know how he's exactly. going to respond when to adversity. Yeah, you know what? He had a couple good games, but at the same time, man, he's untested. What happens when they drop a five spot on him and that he get completely folds up mentally and, and then he goes on a cold streak and looks like Helen Keller for the next six weeks? Exactly. Okay. You so don't want to. You don't want to throw this kid to the wolves too early. I mean, yeah, they kind of yeah. already did, but at the same time, you want to. Keep him in the reserves a little bit. You don't want to just throw him out there and burn him out right away. And then you know what? He's ruined forever because his first six months in the NHL was a disaster. Exactly. Exactly. So how's he Good. supposed to get this experience if you don't fucking play the kid? The, the way he's getting it now. He's earning it because Tuka's out. That's exactly. what happens. When somebody's not there, you step up. So That man, doesn't mean you become the guy. Right, but if he's that earned, means you're you fill in while you have the opportunity, you show people what you can do, and you know what, someday you will get your shot. But right now, he's not ready for that. What if he has earned his spot? What if you know he's only played in two games? Oh my god, George, he's, he's only two played games. two games. What I'm not saying he's earned it now, I'm saying what if he's earned this because we don't know when Tuka's coming back. There is no timeline, there's nothing. What right, if so right now you another, gotta you gotta roll with both of them. You roll right, with what if it what if it takes another like three weeks and Tuca uh is still on the shelf, right? Well then you he have to use him. Well, you have to use him at that point. Right, but what if he has played so well guy is, out. right? But what if he's played so well that when he comes when Tuca comes back, you almost can't sit this kid. 
You can't do that to Tuka Rask. He's a $7 million a year goalie. He's your franchise goalie. You're not going to do that to him. He's out the door anyway at the end of this year. So Yeah, you don't know that. Yeah, they so might have signed him. him. So who cares? So use him. Get the most out of him while you still have him. Get the most of that $7 million you've been paying him. We've, we've seen what the most of Tuka is, and it sucks. It sucks. Games, he brought you to big, two cups. Big games, he shits his pants, and you oh get nothing. Oh, my God. And then, so you're going to so you're gonna put fucking Swagman in in a big, big key moment of a game because you watched, what, 120 minutes of him in the net? Get screwed, George. Get screwed. Dude, are you serious? Yes. What, 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 what about what about your boy Vladar or whatever, however you pronounce it? Vladar. Vladar. I can't Vladar. even pronounce it. I like Vladar. You can oh, play him so too. we should just have we should just have him between the pipes, right? Either one of those two guys is. Uh, oh my take. god, dude! Do you go to like when you when you go out for your birthday dinner, right? Do yep. you go to Dunkin' Donuts, a guy that just follows directions and just like doesn't know how to cook, or do you actually go to a nice steak place where a chef, where you pay top dollar to actually get performance and actually get a good quality product in front of you? No, I'm pretty sure you go to that steak joint and and want a good quality product. Sean's right. Why can't you see this, bro? You cannot premature ejaculate with this kid Swayman. It doesn't help yeah. anybody when you premature ejaculate. Am I you're right? Gonna, you're gonna get to see. You're gonna get to see a lot of them for the next couple till Tuka comes back. Yeah, I have no problem with him getting the experience. But you know what? You don't just let him leapfrog your starting goaltender because he had a good couple weeks. That's not how it works. But, yes, it is promising to see him playing this well. And he does look like he could be the goalie of the future. But right now, you don't you don't just yeah. throw away everything you've been building for the last 10 years because this kid came up and had a couple good games. Goalie's a different animal, too. That's, I mean, that's to Sean's point. You bring this kid up. You keep him up. I get riding the hot hand. I've always said that. But when Tuka comes back, it's like, it's hey, bud, thank you. You gave us a lot of promise. Now we don't really have to re-sign Tuka at the end of the year. We can let him go. And honestly, it brings down the dollar, dollar value, if anything, for Tuca. Right, Instead of exactly. Tuca re-signing for two years at $4 million per year, he's like, yeah, he'll, I'll take the two and a half now per, per year because you got Swayman. And thank you very much, Yaroslav Halak, but we won't need you anyway. We won't need you at the end of this year. If so, they re-sign Tuca, I'll quit as a Bruins fan. But I understand George's point. Like, what if you have it already? Like, gets twelve wins in a row, and Tuca comes back. Well, at then talk to me at twelve wins because any you'd be retarded. I excuse me, you would be dumb. I apologize for that. You would be dumb to 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 sit Swayman if he's got twelve wins in a row under his belt. So any so coach would do that. So you've mentioned but, you've mentioned twelve but, wins a couple times. Is that the line? Because he's already got two. Oh, okay. All right. So, how many? How many? How many? La- how many more wins do we have left, George? We need you do the math. Win- he needs ten wins in a row. Good job, buddy. I knew you yeah. had it, in you, George. I knew you say something right today. That jumps yeah. in education. Does it again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but again, when Tuka comes back, and I, I love how people are like so on Swayman. Meanwhile, Vladar has done nothing wrong. He's still yeah, he's a good well goalie. Too. Yeah. So, once Tuka comes back. And again, he's hurt. He's not taking a you know sabbatical like he did last year. He's hurt, as we know. Once he comes back, put Tuka right back in the pipes. Because if Swayman, it's like, hey, bud, uh, first game, first round, we're uh, we're going against uh, Ovechkin, and uh, he just lit your lit your lamp last game on the power play. 
you're not going with Swayman. You're going with Tuca, who's faced Ovi, like, I think, 38 times in his career. So, that's why. What do you want to talk about next, George? My favorite color? <laughs> I just want to talk about how awesome Swayman is, because I'm sick of talking about how, ter- how terrible Tuca is. No, I mean, I like him, too, man. He's 22. Not... I mean, this has been a great year for minor league players as far as, like, if you're top – if you're part of that uh, top 40 crew, guys get COVID and they can come up. And this is where, like, you know, it's good for guys like Swayman, but it's also good for those guys that have struggled in the minor leagues where they can't get over the hump of, you know, oh, F, this is my fifth year. I'm never going to get to the big show. And then all of a sudden they get called up. So right. this is a good thing for the Bruins because it gives you hope. Like, look at our look at our core guys. Do you want to re-sign Krejci? How much are you going to re-sign him for and how long? And I'm nervous because, like, I love Krejci. You're going to keep, at this point, you're definitely keeping Bergeron. You're definitely keeping Marsh on. And, of course, Pasta. But Pasta wasn't a part of the original core. And you're going to have to say goodbye to guys that you've been attached to for the last 10 years. So, right. I'm sorry, but it's a good thing that these kids are playing well. It gives us big big time hope uh, for guys like, you know, Tuca. Thank you. But see you later. Krejci. Thank you. But see you later. And, you know, guys like Stadnika, I'd like to see you step up, but at the same time, but once, once Tuca comes back, I'm sorry. I, I'm just sorry. Swayman, you, you were great. Now we need to still, you still need to develop. You still need to learn the fundamentals. at X, Y, Z. So Matt, what I mean, is I hope I'm wrong. Color? George, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he wins 12 games in a row. I do, too. So, Matt, what is your favorite color? <laughs> oh, you know me, man, with my icy blue eyes, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. Black, just like your heart. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Bruins are in the middle of a uh, of a uh, Philly or a, a Washington sandwich, so to speak. They got Philly today uh, at 2 o'clock, and then they'll be back uh, facing Washington uh, tomorrow at 7. So... Uh, that should be a good con- good couple of games here. Big, big games coming up uh, for the Bruins. Uh, let's quickly touch base on the Celtics. Yep, still suck. Next. Uh, the Masters. Had to go to overtime. Had to go to overtime to beat the uh, the Timberwolves last night, so that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah, exists. So, again. Surprised they won that game. They were getting their asses kicked in the first half, so. Yeah, yeah. Not much going on there. Yep, not worth uh, not worth mentioning at nope. all. No, sirree, Bob. Um, so the Masters, um, moving day yesterday. Uh, I was in and out watching it. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really uh, focus. Well, on that's what happens when you smoke the pipe, pal. That is very true. Um, and I appreciate your uh, your your response to that. Uh <laughs> We got uh, somewhat Rose, aggressive, <laughs> right? Rose is in first at minus seven. Uh, uh, is that Zalatoris, right? Yeah. At second and yeah. Harmon, they're at minus six. Uh, Leishman and Jordan Spieth at f- minus four. Uh, I'm sorry, minus five tied at full fourth. And then uh, Weisberger. Spieth had an Fidu, unbelievable round Thomas, yesterday, man. Kim. Yes, yeah. Matsuyama. Yeah, Spieth, Spieth did. My boy Xander, hopefully. Uh, is uh, tied for 12th at minus three. So I don't want to say a log jam per se. Why is Xander Shoffley your boy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, which one's log jamming, by the way? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I, I can't even answer either one. I think he was the guy that I picked to win it. So uh Oh, I, is that why? Yeah. Yeah, you did say that. And I looked at the odds. I was like, oh, George literally just looked down the list and just said, oh, this guy sounds cool. No, I know who Xander Shoffley is. You can't even pronounce his name. Uh, it's because I'm having a tough day. Today. It's like the movie Departed. It's like you keep calling me your friend. You don't even know my fucking name. It's Sing, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, just having, I'm just having myself a day, sir. Uh, like I know. It. But wow, I didn't know George was extra sensitive on these Saturday mornings. It's a sensitive Saturday show here on the Armchair Sports Guys. Barry Manilow coming up by request next. Um, <laughs> this is David Allen Boucher. <laughs> seven minute pause on Magic 1067. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I met the guy. I, by the way, I will joke about David Allen Boucher, but he's a hell of a guy and he's even, he's a, uh, an absolute riot off the air. Um, yeah, and, isn't he you know, com- the complete opposite? Oh, complete opposite. Like, yeah, yeah, complete opposite. But he's he's just he's a great guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him and uh, sitting in the studio with him for uh, for a show once, and he was he was awesome. He was funny as hell. But yeah. um, Sean and I wish we could say the same thing about you. <laughs> that you spent an hour with me and realized that was funny as hell. So, like, uh, like off the air, like he's an awesome guy. He's funny as hell. <laughs> Meanwhile, every day, Sean and I in misery just drink alone together and just, you know, via Zoom, of course, we're, we're practicing social distancing. So, I was going to wow. say, drink alone together. That's pretty Yeah, that's an interesting way. Sounds to like a song. Yeah. Like Drinking it. alone together. Yeah. I'll, I'll write it. I'll write it. Don't worry. Perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> that is good. Better than George's version. <laughs> having sex alone. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Alone again, naturally. Um, so, yeah, moving day yesterday at the Masters. Uh, Sean, I know you were watching a lot of this. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Spieth, uh, you and Matt. Spieth had a day. Yeah, I mean, he was, I think he was one over to start the day. and ended up at uh, five under. So, I mean, that's a big move. He's tied for second place or tied for fourth, I guess, right now. Um, yeah. One, Two behind the leader, one behind the second place. Um, yeah, a lot of guys moving around. Uh, Justin Rose didn't start off very well yesterday. Was that uh, lost two strokes, was at five under, and then uh, got the two back, so stayed at seven under, um, kind of right where he was after day one. But um, guys I think you should look for, my guy I picked, Colin Morikawa, was really just kind of floating at even, was one over a couple times, then back to even. He's at two under now, so five behind the leader, and the kid doesn't get rattled very easy. Um, I mean, obviously he's really young. He's only his second Masters and his first one in April, so we'll see how he does. Um, I like him. I think he he's got a pretty good chance of uh coming back maybe jumping to top of the leaderboard after his round today hopefully um other guys that i think that looked really good i mean justin thomas was a was a nightmare day one and he's at 400 now so i mean he had a hell of a day yesterday too um just putting everything right near the pin i mean doing what he had to do to, to get back in this thing because he was about he was at three over at one point i think he might have even touched four over at one point on day one so to be back at uh, four under. I mean, that's a big, big jump from where he was. Uh, other guys, I mean, another guy that I like Cameron Smith. Um, he's been going up and down a little bit too. He's at two under now as well. So keep an eye on him, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because you know, it just gets harder today and tomorrow, especially tomorrow because the pressure is really on. So all you really want to do today is, I mean, you want to charge as much as you can try to get up that leaderboard, but you need to play good golf and you can't be stupid about the way you approach things because you know, that, 
strokes come off quick and they add up quick when you when you don't do i mean there's a lot of water a lot of lot of trees a lot of hazards said. i mean <laughs> i was gonna say the strokes come off quick and they add up quick and there's a lot of water are we still talking masters golf <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so i mean my guy all right i'll end it here my guys that i saw I like. that episode on skinamax <laughs> 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 I uh Justin Thomas obviously was the favorite going into this. I think he's gonna make a good push. Uh if Justin Rose can hang on and still play good golf, I mean he should be up there. He's already got a one stroke lead. But I'm really hoping and I really like Colin Morikawa, man. It'd be nice to see him win two under right now. Uh he tees off at 110 this afternoon. So we will keep an eye on him. And uh that's all I got. Matt, how about yourself? Uh what did you see from the Masters uh this past two days? Well, besides the fact that I, after one day, I was in first place in uh, the Masters pool representing the armchair sports guys. <laughs> and then I think uh, maybe my check bounced that I wrote them because I don't see us anywhere on that leaderboard. <laughs> so it was a tough, it was a tough uh, day too for guys like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Webb and uh, Hideki and not Justin Rose, even though it was a tough day, he's still in the leader, but um I forget the fourth guy that I had uh, that was even after one. But how about if you out there took a hole-in-one to happen at the Masters, you probably won some serious cash because my boy, and I'm nicknaming him, his last name's Fleetwood, but Fleetwood Mac with a hole-in-one, and he got a hole-in-one two weeks prior. So he got two. So in the last month, this guy has got two hole in ones. I don't think you can say that, or even I don't think you've heard of that anywhere in life. But he got a hole in one on the mass at the Masters. Yeah, he the got a hole in one two weeks prior. Yeah, sixteenth yep. hole has been uh, has been good to people. A lot of lot of There's lot of holes in one on that 20, hole. Twenty twenty two, and that was the twenty third. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, always fun to see. Yeah, yeah, we were talking of, about talking about a no hitter the uh, earlier. Now you're yeah. talking about hole in one. Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, fun. yep. Twenty twenty one is already looking better, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Um, I, again, I think I'm going. Uh, I'm going to get a chance to watch uh, this weekend. I'll probably be. I'll definitely be tuning in tomorrow, but I'll definitely have a chance to now watch. Um, you know, watch a lot more this. Uh, this weekend on the uh, on the Masters, so I'm I'm still going with my boy um, Xander Shuffley. Uh, I do like that uh, that pick. You said Colin Morikawa. Uh, right now he's plus three thousand uh, to win, uh, and um, what's it? Shuffley is plus fourteen hundred. So we shall we shall see. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a finish. You know, that's all I know. Yeah, it should be a good two days. And I think you're looking at maybe a little rain tomorrow. So today's the day. You're, if you're going to make a make a run at it, you're going to have to do a lot of work today because it might be sloppy out there tomorrow. Windy right. and rainy, I think they were saying. so. And that would make it very, very unpredictable. Uh, right. On the Can we all just say one thing, though? Uh, yeah. Dustin Johnson still has the most gorgeous wife out there. I don't care who you are. Yes. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Paul, you there, I think. Fa fact, not opinion here on the armchair. I mean, a, if, any, pretty cool, if anything. Pretty cool father-in-law, too, I think, right? Oh, dude. I mean, and they're not even, like, physically. They're not even legitimate, legitimately married. Do you guys know that? Oh, no, I thought they were. They've I never, physically, they've never actually, like, tied the knot. They've been engaged for, like, five years. Oh, ah, no shit. I didn't know that. So, I mean, 
I mean, you don't really need a prenup because he makes millions and she makes millions. But my God, I mean, let's just talk about that. <laughs> She's just, I could, I, I, I could go all day. Like you talk about Gretzky setting records, meaning, meaning Wayne Gretzky. What about this girl? She just sets records every day on Instagram. Oh, I man. mean, on a 10 scale, she's probably what, 11, 1200? I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Dustin Johnson could have a, he could shoot 100 on, at this Masters and still be happy because he goes home to her. Well, he's I mean, already that's just home because he didn't make the cut yesterday. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, finished he also looked over. a little so chubby, yeah. too. But you know what? He, he still did look goes a little doughy. You're right. He yeah. did look a little doughy. He looked like Tom Brady after the, uh, after he lost the Super Bowl to the uh, – who they lose to that time? The Giants? Nick Folk. The, no, the, uh, the Eagles. Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Yeah, and he was walking down the beach with um, Giselle. Yeah. And then the Bastards still made it to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, just guys like us, boys, you know? Yeah. It's tough yeah. to be us. It is. Listen, <laughs> to be a common man is the hardest thing to do. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm signing off, boys. Good show. All right. Absolutely terrific. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate Bye, you. Matt. All right. Go Have to Luca. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that was I think that's how you transition to the next thing, which is our jackass of the week. Me telling Matt to go F off. I uh, love you, buddy. Um, oh, quick thing. It's WrestleMania this weekend, um, which I think is kind of cool. And I guess you can get it. Uh, I guess. Well, I, it, you know what? You know what I like about WrestleMania. WrestleMania is like the biggest event, though. I guess. So I mean, if you're gonna watch something that, wrestling, I guess that'd be the one. Thank you, thank you. There's two of the events that I like. I'll watch WrestleMania. I like a I like a nice Royal Rumble. I, so I'll add, I'll make a third. So yes, I like the <laughs> Royal Rumble. I like WrestleMania. I try to watch at least WrestleMania because of the spectacle, the fun, the shit, everything. SummerSlam. SummerSlams are usually pretty good. That's like uh, their. That's like their one. second biggest uh, event. event. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, but Royal Rumbles are are the balls too. I, I'm a big fan of Royal Rumbles. Um, but yeah, so um, WrestleMania this weekend as well. And like I was saying, uh, you can you can get it for free because if you have Peacock, uh, WWE Network has switched over to Peacock. So. Oh, good to yeah. know. Yeah. So if you uh, so you can. I'll write that down. Uh, I mean, hey, it's and it's on. Uh, it's on for two uh, two nights tonight. So it's tonight and uh, tomorrow night. So, I mean, yeah. And it's in Tampa. Home a double Tampa, night baby. feature. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll have and, to uh, think about putting that on. And like I said, it's uh, it's a. Uh, in Tampa. It's in Tampa. Home of the champions, baby. Let's go. Are they doing it at? Are they doing it at the Bucks in stadium? the stadium? Oh no! Shit. Yeah. So it's funny. They so that's the, cool. So there's a. So there's obviously, if you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium, Raven James Stadium has a pirate ship built into it. Right. The WWE. Is that where the guys their, are coming out of? I don't know. The WWE built their own pirate ship. Hmm. So I don't know. So, I so you can do some. So the reason I brought it up, I was listening to uh to the sports up and Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart, the uh, producer for the um Felger and Maz show. He's a big wrestling fan. Does a wrestling podcast on right. uh, on there. They're doing a uh, WrestleMania post show at. After, uh, I think it's Sunday after mm-hmm. WrestleMania ends on Sunday on the radio, but they were doing prop bets and they're like, is a prop bet. Is somebody going to jump off the pirate ship? Oh, probably. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. You know, how many, how many tables are going to get, uh, broken 
you know, and I think the over under was like four. Uh, I'd go over. Yeah. Right. You know, would, would the Spanish announce table be one of them Would the French announce? And it was like, it was kind of neat. It was, it was pretty cool. That. I would do See, I would do prep bets and that would make a, that would make watching a thing like that, an event like that fun as hell. You know what I mean? But speaking of things that are fun as hell, let's get to our jackass of the week. <laughs> so, um, let me get this guy's picture up on my screen here. Look at this ugly son of a bitch. Tristan Thompson. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You are our jackass of the week. And let me explain to you why. So, <clears throat> he went on a... Uh, he went on a bit of a tirade. Um, he said, and I'm going to give you a couple of quotes here. He said, winning uh, games in the regular season, to me, they matter. But I really think it's a bunch of horse shit, end quote. He said, again, another quote, my fun, my final good year in Cleveland, we finished fourth. And we kind of did it on purpose because we wanted to stay fresh. So, I mean, being a top four seed, being the three seed, being the one, let's be real. Probably three out of the four years we made the finals were never, never the number one seed. My whole thing is it just being healthy when it matters. Of course, for us, we haven't had a healthy squad. Adding Fournier, him out with his safety protocols. So we haven't had a full health. So I think regular season game, it matters in terms of just building chemistry. But that other shit out the window, we get to the playoff. It's all about matchups. It's all about matchups. You saw the New Orleans Pelicans. They were sixth seed and boned the shit out of a Portland Blazers team that was the third seed. You see it all the time. So it's all about matchups in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what your seeding is. As long as you're healthy and you match up with a team, you can win. Anything's possible. All right, first of all, Tristan Thompson, don't you ever disrespect Kevin Garnett by saying anything's possible ever again in your life. I don't want those two words coming out of your mouth in that sentence, in that order, ever. You don't deserve to say those words like that at all. You are not Kevin Garnett. You are nowhere near that guy. That's number one. <clears throat> a little bit I'll give him and say is I agree that matchups do matter in the NFL, especially coming to the playoffs. I completely yeah. get that, right? I will not disagree. Said the NFL. The NFL, the NBA, sorry. The NBA. <laughs> NFL. I think I've done that before. I'm an idiot. That's okay. <laughs> Fucking Saturdays, man. <laughs> um, however, you said, you know, in a fi- in your final good year in Cleveland, you know, probably three out of four. You co- Again, I'll pick it up here. Uh, being the one, let's be real. Probably three out of the four years we made the finals, we were never the number one seed. Dude, when you made the finals, do you remember who was on your team? Do you? Tristan, I'm going to help you out here. The people that were on your team included the likes of Kyrie Irving. LeBron James. Two, arguably, the top 10 players in the NBA. One of them is certainly, and that's LeBron. Kyrie, you could put up there, you know, top 15, yes. Top 10, yeah, maybe, maybe. But top 15, definitely. But two of the top, you had 
one guy who could go down as arguably the greatest all-around player in the NBA. I would say the best player ever, the best all-around player ever in LeBron James. And a guy who is one of the more prolific scorers in the NBA in Kyrie Irving. And you guys made it to the finals. And you're surprised at that? And you think that that's like a good thing? Like, oh, yeah, you know, these regular season shit, they don't matter. Bro, you are like fucking millimeters away from missing the playoffs. Don't talk to me about, oh, it's it's kind of bullshit or horse shit. It's not, we don't need, you're this close. Your balls are on the bandsaw, Chief, and you're about to get them snipped. And you're telling me that it's hey, these games don't matter? That these games are horse... Bro, how about you try and win a fucking week? How about you go into a week and say, damn it, we're not losing. How about you just, you know, do something like that? Your comments are so out of touch with Boston in general and beyond just Boston in general with the fucking Celtics as an organization. So mediocre is okay. Red fucking Auerbach is rolling in his grave right now hearing that mediocre is okay. It, that that's this is mediocre is acceptable nowadays. Me, mediocre is what we strive for right now. Is that that's 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 cool to you, Tristan Thompson? Mediocre. I, I why didn't they fucking trade this ass hat at the fucking deadline? It reminds me a lot of what Kyrie Irving said before the playoffs uh, in the year that he was healthy. Uh, remember, he said something along the lines of "Just wait till we get to the playoffs. Just wait till we get to the playoffs." Then what happened? They got bounced. Yep. Pretty quickly in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, this guy, I, I agree with you. This is, I, first of all, I don't know why this guy's the mouthpiece for this team anyway. Why are they asking him yeah. any of these questions? Like, why does, why is his input even, I mean, I guess, yeah, he's in addition to what they needed. They needed a big guy, so they got him. You know what? He's not great. He's had a couple of good games in a row lately, but I, I don't like what I've seen from him this season. So why is I he out there making these, he, he shouldn't be, yeah, oh, 99% of his, his season so far has not been good. The last two games, he's really stood out because he's played hard. But you know what, man? I don't think he should be the guy speaking for this team. And it's probably a bad look to have him saying things like that, especially where these kids keep saying they want a role model. They want a veteran. They want some veteran leadership. They're going to look to a guy like this because, you know what, he's been around for a while. He's won championships. So you know what? This is just going to hurt them in the long run if he keeps saying stuff like this because they're going to get in this – into that mentality that, you know what, oh, this doesn't matter. This is, well, LeBron did it this way. You know what, you guys hurt LeBron. You don't have anybody any remotely close to LeBron yeah. on your team. <laughs> so for him to be him to be speaking on this just blows my mind. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I could care less what this guy says anyway, because I really don't think this team's going anywhere to be to begin with. But yeah, it just shows you that this team is, is in disarray and they obviously think they can do anything that they want. And that brings me right back to, uh, to the guy that's coaching the team, but we'll save that for another day. Yes. Yes, we will. But Tristan Thompson, you're our jackass of the week. What a, what a, just a disaster. What a shithead. God. I, I, I can't even say, I don't even know. This guy's an absolute shit bag, in my opinion, but that's that. Uh, that is our show. Thank you again for uh, Matt O'Brien for joining us. I know Rich Mays could not this weekend. 
Uh, Sean Verhadian, uh, any big plans this weekend? I know you're big, you know, again, you're going to watch WrestleMania when you're not watching yeah. the Astros. I know. I get it. Uh, no, I'm heading up to New Hampshire in a little bit. Going to enjoy this sunshine, you know? Nice, nice. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about golfing tomorrow, but I hurt my back at work, so I'm probably not going to do that. But other than that, yeah, man, chilling, watching the Masters, watch the Red Sox, just soak up the sports world, you know? I love it. Yeah, I might uh, – I'm. I got some errands and shit that I got to run and do that, but I think it's going to be sort of couch bound. And yeah, you sound like you need a little bit of a nap today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to get my brain functionality back. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. No shit. Right. I've been waiting, you know, X number of years to figure that out. It ain't <laughs> happening yet. I'm not sure it's going to happen. Uh, I do want to say, and I know that just thinking of this now, um, rest in peace, DMX. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the very Sad first story, man. yeah one of the very, yeah the guy was he had a lot of so, a lot of issues so troubled and and turned to you know uh, not you know not just marijuana but harder drugs and 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 you know unfortunately led to his demise yeah yeah I was gonna say unfortunately couldn't kick the habit so to speak and uh, you know ultimately you know passed away from a heart attack he had uh, you know on an overdose or whatnot so uh, rest in peace uh, rest in power I should say um, DMX. One of the one of the first concerts I saw, I was uh, I saw him. It was the Hard Knock Life tour. It was Method Man, <laughs> Red Man, yeah. Jay Z, and DMX at the Worcester Centrum. Yeah, pretty good bill right DC. there. Yeah, dude, Method Man and Red Man was awesome. I think somebody, oh, yeah. I think uh, that was in their heyday too. Oh, right wheelhouse for all of those mm-hmm. guys. Um, and it was uh, what was it? I think one of either Method Man or Red Man. They had him on like this, uh, like harness. So they mm-hmm. they strapped him out to, out onto the crowd that was down on the floor, you know. So they're on a harness and they could kind of like move their legs. Somebody ended up grabbing one of the guy's shoes and pulled off his Timberlands, right? So he picks his shoe up, takes his other shoe and just fucking hucks it at the person who <laughs> took his shoe. So now he's the guy just moving his legs as he's like, you know, free, you know, you know, just free form moving while he's being harnessed uh, across the crowd and back just with no shoes. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Crazy. <laughs> like, honestly, who throws his shoe? And I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? But yeah, what a great, uh, great, ven- uh, great venue, but um, you know, a great, Oh yeah, I bet. You know, a great, a great concert, but uh, yeah, DMX, I was right in his wheelhouse. I got to see him and, and uh, so yeah, sucks, uh, you know, sucks that, you know, legends like him, uh, you know, aren't around, but, uh, so rest in, again, rest in power DMX, but again, that's our show. Thanks for being a part of it. Make sure you follow us on all our socials, the armchair sports guys on Facebook at the armchair sports guys on Instagram, armchair underscore guys on Twitter. Also the armchair sports guys on TikTok. Again, if you ever want to be part of the show, Hit that phone. Click that link on our Facebook page that we post every show. Click that link in the comments through your phone. You will call right in to the show, and we'll get you right on. Kind of the way Matt did. Uh, Matt was able to click like that, so that's how you can call in, and we'll get you right on. You can talk about any topic, or if there's something you want us to touch base on, uh, you can certainly do that. If there's something you want to discuss with us, maybe set up a time to come on, send us an email, thearmchairsportsguys at gmail.com. Again, for Richard couldn't be with us. Matt, who joined us by phone. Thanks very much, Matt. For Sean and me, I am GJ. Signing off. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great Masters uh, 48 hours. Let's go Colin Morikawa, baby. Yeah, let's go Xander, X-Man. Let's go. Um, let's jump out there and see some sunshine. 
absolutely get out there and enjoy yourselves people and uh we will talk to you on wednesday have yourselves a great one bye-bye